Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn, you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you didn't. Now look at that doc, you homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. I said, motherfucker, you motherfucker. I said, it's cold outside. I've got to go. I said, motherfucker, you motherfucker. I said, it's cold outside. This evening has been, been hoping that you drop so in. very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like My I mother am. will start to Beautiful, what's your And hurry? father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace. So roll. really, I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please don't well, hurry. Put the records on while I The neighbors might say Maybe it's bad out there Hey, what's in this tree? No camps to be had out there I wish I knew how Your eyes are like starlight now To break the spell I'll take your hat (gasps) Your hair looks swell I ought to say no, 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 Mind if I move at least I'm gonna say that I tried. What the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. I said, motherfucker, you motherfucker. I said, it's cold outside.
is going on? It's Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Cat Morris, as always. Um, it's been a while, and I just wanted to turn this motherfucker on and start talking because I've been putting off doing this shit for so long. I've been home, you know what I mean? So I don't have a whole lot of excuse for um, not doing the show other than the reasons I'm going to give you, <laughs> the excuses I'll give you. Um, one, you could blame Teddy Hart um, because I had a bunch of shit to talk about. And then when those uh, the whole things came up with him, when he had that whole documentary, I was like, well, fuck, I got to do a show about this now. Um, not because, like, I'm the authority on Teddy Hart or anything, but obviously I've had a lot to say about the guy in the past. And obviously I have a lot to say about this, too. But then, I'm, you know, I'm, the way my brain works, it's fucking crazy. And um, I, I'm not saying, like, it's... Like it's some kind of phenom. I'm saying it's like fucking, it's a circus in there. It's crazy. But um, so then I start thinking. Well, I know I interviewed him back in that range. Then I'm like, well, when did I interview him? Because now I'm seeing this fucking personal timeline of this guy. And then I'm like, well, it had to be somewhere in between this girlfriend and that girlfriend, and who knows where the fuck it was. And I remember the um, the interview that I did with him. I was already seeing, like, the stuff he was doing with cats. He hadn't turned it up quite to the point that he did. It wasn't as, like, blatant animal abuse as it was. But I saw enough, and I was done with him. And I wasn't, I wasn't into uh, Teddy Hart fandom at all at that point. Um, I had been cool with Pierre, and Pierre was letting me shoot the show, um, you know, photograph the show. And, um, he was like, I got you Teddy Hart, like, and I, I wasn't looking for Teddy Hart, but I knew Teddy Hart was fucking retarded, so when he got on the, the air, it was gonna be a bunch of crazy, and it was, he talked about horses jumping off a fucking, jumping in the ring and kicking somebody to cause a distraction, and platforms that would raise as the cl- crowd put some shit in their phone or something like just you know all over the place but um so it turns out it was like three months before this chick went missing so i gotta go listen to that again now just so i cross-reference and be like hey remember you said that stupid shit there and um i just like when shit becomes a chore for me when it's like now i gotta go listen to the show of me talking to this asshole again then i go like I'll get to it, but then I don't get to it, and the fact that I'm putting it off and it feels like a chore, now the podcast won't happen because I got to do that before I do this, so fuck the Teddy Hart thing for now, I will get to it, and I'll get back to it, but I'm holding up all the other shit I want to talk about, and some of this stuff has been so past that, you know, it's it's not even relevant anymore, but um, <clears throat> let's get into, you know, a little bit of the personal, what I've been doing, how I've been feeling, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so everybody knows who listens to the show. I, uh, you know, I had a foot of my colon removed, I had colon cancer, and um, they, they put you on two months or you can't lift 10 pounds, so you're just healing because of the incisions. Um, all of my tests afterwards, the... Um, the lymph nodes and the um, blood markers for cancer all came back really good as if there's no trace of cancer in my body. But the thing is, is, 
usually these type of cancers, like what I had, doesn't happen this early in life. So, like, if I was 70 and I had all the same outcomes, you know, the the thing removed, the no cancer marker, the um, lymph nodes looking good, all of that stuff, they probably would just do, um, like, uh, continued screening. Screening, you know, blood screening, uh the CAT scans, you know, all of that shit. And um, just act on anything that they see arising or any changes they see in blood work and go from there. But because I'm so young, they really want to do like a, a, you know, hit it extra hard to prevent shit from coming back. As far as I'm concerned, like, because I'm not one of these motherfuckers, you know, they all scream, I'm cancer free and all that. Yo, I fucking don't, believe cancer just goes the fuck away i've seen this shit in too many fucking people they're cancer free they're cancer free 90 percent of these motherfuckers deal with cancer somewhere else in their body later on in life like a couple years down the road or 10 20 years later you hear oh they died oh how cancer shit i remember they used that you know it, it happens a lot so i just feel like it just you're doing some like uh false celebration or counting your chickens before they hatch you know what I mean? If I start jumping around talking about I'm cancer-free and all that, I can, technically at the moment I am. But I, I think this shit, once it's in your fucking body, once it's in your system doing stuff, it's, it's fucking, it's going to show up somewhere else. But, you know, you hope you get a whole fucking life out of it before it does. And now that we're on top of things, I'm confident that I have a better chance of catching things, like, right at the fucking start. Earlier than I caught this, you know, because this I dealt with for months and months before... It, you know, it, it reached its its peak and, and, and we tackled it. But um, so now I got to do six months of this. It's a chemotherapy, but it's not an infusion. It's not the type that you hear about where everybody's hair falls out and, um, you know, they're in hospital beds and, and infusions and shit, IVs and all that. This is a, a pill that uh, I don't remember the name. I'm terrible with names of anything, people fucking medications especially because they just make up words and shit but um things on the other side of the room but um it's a pill you take twice a day and uh for um for two weeks and then you take a week off and uh you take two pills with a meal with meals twice a day um and you do it two weeks, then a week off, and you do that for six months. And um, I was able to, uh, well, the, the, the doctor pretty much said they can justify taking me out of work for, for that six months for that, um, which to me is, is a very good thing. Um, you know, to, to be as vague as I can be without, um, you know, because I'm not trying to burn any bridges or anything like that you know, with that place, but, um, there's some things that, that I don't agree with there, and some things started to really affect me mentally a lot, um, I've been fighting against certain things happening, and, you know, different, um, avenues that I, you know, I have lengthy experience and knowledge about this, this, this whole field, I'm very, very invested, it's, it's my life's work, you know, if anyone is, talk to me about animals, they know where I stand on them. And the cats especially, it's been um, what I found is my calling. You know what I mean? A lot of motherfuckers wander around this, this planet, and they never find their calling. They just 
they bounce from job to job. Everything sucks. Oh, today sucks. That sucks. I never, you know, I didn't feel like that with cats. Oh, we had a lot of days that sucked. Make no fucking mistake about it. But it was the fire that I walked through to get the perfect outcome for these cats. For, you know, feral cats, people would call them feral. And the best that you can do for them is to just throw them back outside and let them just deal with the winter let them deal with having roundworms. Um, let them deal with getting giardia from drinking out of puddles. They get fleas. The fleas won't go away. They'll eat a flea. They get tapeworms. Now they have tapeworms. They probably have ear mites. The ear mites will start to really uh, bother the ears till they get infected. They get ear infections. The ear infections will go untreated. Their ears will, will suffer severe damage. Um, I mean, we haven't even gotten into getting hit by cars, getting picked off by a predator. Just regular everyday life. The fucking, the the worst weather that you scurry to get the fuck back inside, they live the fuck out there. And the best they can do is, um, you know, go under a car or find a, a shed or a barn or something that they can be in. But it fucking sucks. And if you're out there for any length of time in these temperatures and you turn to your fucking family and you turn to your friends and go, wow, it's cold out here. Keep in fucking mind that animals are living out there that don't fucking deserve to. Domesticated fucking animals. And this shit, it, it fucking boils me. So it's just, um, there's some things we've come to a, a crossroads on, and I did a really good job of kind of warding things off. Um, and kind of keeping things at bay and, and doing what was best throughout all of it. But again, mentally, it's very, very taxing. And, um, as soon as I went out with this, like, they opened the floodgates to a lot of things. And obviously I, I take that very personally, um, but more so because, you know, I, I, I cringe at the possibility of different outcomes for some of these cats. I know very personally, I know their ceilings because I've done this for 21 years. Yeah. I mean, this ain't, this ain't some motherfucking new shit to me. So, um, it's just, it's very heavy on me and I didn't want to make any final decisions because it was really looming for me to have to just go back and, and deal with what the repercussions were and, and try to fix what I could. Um, but now, you know, this gives me a lot more time to really take care of myself and to, um, you know, make, make whatever decision I have to make. They'll make whatever the decisions they'll make and it'll make it, you know, clearer to me over this course of time, whether things are manageable, whether I can do, you know, the mission that I feel like I was, whether I could still do that in this establishment or not. And, and that's, you know, something we'll, we'll deal with that when we need to. But for now I could focus on me and I could tell you besides some of those things that were really fucking with me mentally, um, I am in the best place mentally I've ever been in my entire life. I could say that without fucking question. I am free from so many fucking things that that just loomed on me negatively. Um, things that uh, I just couldn't get past. Things from my past, you know, the childhood stuff, the this, the that. And there's so much of just my day-to-day life with my family and my house and my animals. And the shit that I could do here. And I just, I just really, uh, I'm soaking this shit in. You know, when you go into the fucking hospital, and to me, I, you know, before I left the house, I'm going in for my surgery, I'm telling my cat, like, yo, man, like, 
you know there's a possibility you're not seeing none of that shit again when you walk into that fucking place. Because, you know, they say everything's going to go well, and it did. But it wouldn't be the craziest thing ever if someone went in for cancer surgery and, and it took a bad turn. You know what I mean? That happens. That happens on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Kanye's mom just went to go get some motherfucking uh, facial surgery or some kind of cosmetic shit. And them motherfuckers got a lot more money than me. So you never know, you know? And I that shit was very present in my mind when I walked into that hospital, looked at the sky, and just said, I might not see the sky again. Because I didn't see the motherfucker when I was in the hospital bed. There was no window. There was no access for me to see outside. I was on the closer side to the door. There was a curtain between me and my uh, roommate. And I think the roommate had a window over there, but not me. I didn't see the outside until I walked back outside. And the amount of grateful I've been for that and everything I get to experience now, because now it's just like, it's fucking game on. Everything is beautiful, you know what I mean? Everywhere I go and everything I get to see is just like, yo, this is this is the fucking place to be. Because I've been laying in the fucking bed where some people don't leave, you know? Um, so I got a really great chance to, you know, take a turn in my life where I could fucking enjoy this motherfucker that much more. I could push my limits on everything that I want to do. I could try to excel in all avenues and... You know, I could just I could just put this shit on another level. Because I wasted too many fucking days in negativity and just um, letting shit hold me down, letting things bother me. Well, other people walked around, you know, the people who were bothering me or the, the people who had done things to bother me in the past, they walk around like their day ain't fucking phased at all. So you just carry that, that shit and it, it just, you, you can't do it, you know. Again, this shit, this shit could turn off at any given moment, and uh, that's it. You know, like they say, don't go to sleep angry. Don't fucking die angry, goddammit. <laughs> and that shit could happen at any fucking moment. So you got to find a fucking way, right? I mean, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, that's that's basically, you know, the ups and downs of, of what I've been up to. Playing the shit out of some fucking Overwatch for the most part. Um, definitely less, though, because now that I'm up and about, I'm fucking cleaning my chicken pen. I'm working out. I'm fucking, uh, I'm doing whatever I'm doing, you know? So I'm I'm really, you know, geared up for this shit now, too, because as long as this shit doesn't impact me in a way where, like, I'm fucking down and out, which I don't think it's going to, but we'll find out. I took my first uh, pills this morning, and I feel like... Almost like a little flush, but not really, and um, pretty normal otherwise. But, you know, this is one of those things they say it could, it could affect you in different waves and different parts of the treatment. It's not necessarily going to be the same thing streamlined throughout. So, you know, just shit that I'll take as, as it comes. Um, went to Bronx, uh, Bronx Zoo Holiday Lights on Sunday. That shit was, you know... Uh, we have our family traditions now every year for Christmas is Longwood Gardens and the Bronx Zoo Holiday Lights. Both fucking fantastic and both very different. So it's not like you're going to two different things at the same thing. And, um, yeah, both didn't disappoint. They were exactly as I expected from last year. I, I recommend anybody who's, you know, gung-ho on Christmas and 
just like you know light displays and 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 that type of thing both places are beautiful you know um so yeah did both of those did longwood gardens on wednesday and uh did bronx zoo on sunday you know just as beautiful as i remember and um from last year and um yeah so did that shit that shit um niners are fucking rolling it's a fucking problem with what we're doing out there right now. Our defense is is fucking beastly, and uh, I don't I don't see anyone fucking with us. I mean, I like to say that because I'm a Niner fan, and you just never know. Um, but it's uh, it's looking good, and Brock Purdy, that kid is playing fucking tremendous football. Let me see what the fuck. Let me go back at some of the shit that I was watching or seeing, and I was gonna talk about. And see what kind of wrestling shit I got here. Um, Kingston wrestled Ju Nakayama in AEW. I actually caught this because I saw like a picture of it on Facebook. And then I was talking to uh, Anthony Musau. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm just watching this AEW thing. Um, Kingston just came out or something like that. And I was like, oh, shit, that he's supposed to wrestle with uh, Dunak Akiyama. It was like, I think, the dark match of a fucking pay-per-view, which I don't know how you do shit like that. You know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't know how you take, like, something where you know, like, this is a dream match for this top wrestler of yours. We'll put that on the dark matches. Like, what the fuck do you have so important on that main card? Nothing is, I could answer it for you, nothing, because I, I looked at the main card to see, like, if there was anything I was, like, really missing out on. And not not a single thing on the thing, on the, um, I keep thinking, like, call sheet, but uh, on the card, that's <laughs> what the fuck I was looking for, on the card, like, jumped out to me at all. Like, it, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not really a wrestling fan anymore. I don't look at wrestling shows and be like, I can't wait to see this. Even, like, the, the term wrestling show in itself kind of bothers me because it's too long. I got to watch, like, a match or watch two matches or some shit because when I watch a whole show, I get bored. Um, it just it doesn't all stand out. It, it all just kind of blends together after a while. It's just it's not really for me anymore. But um, I thought that was fucking awesome because, you know, I'm a huge Eddie Kingston fan. He's always been very, very good to me, and um, he he deserves this shit. You know, he deserves to be on TV. He deserves to be wrestling his fucking heroes that are still doing it. Everything he wants to accomplish, he deserves to because he he really invests in his craft. And I know a lot of people will look at Eddie Kingston and just look at his body and be like, oh, clearly he doesn't invest anything. Uh, All right, you you can go that direction, and and criticism is valid, you know, because that that is part of your presentation. So I, I think any wrestler would benefit from getting in better shape if they're not in good shape. That's, you know, that's just how I always feel. But when you hear the passion and the the devotion in his every fucking promo he cuts, it, you, you're made to believe, like, every single match that he wrestles that he talks about is the most important match of his career. And that's how you sell your fucking product. There's so many people out there, they just go out there and do a million fucking moves, and that's cool and all, and that'll 
that'll get your pops and everything. But do you want, like, I don't know, man. As a fan, when I was there, if I heard somebody, I've said this before, but if I heard somebody, because you would sit in the crowd, you know, um, I had been front row for at least 10 years, so you hear shit behind you to your left, to your right. Sometimes fucking, uh, you know, one of the, the um, security guys, you know, setting up the ring or, or Lyle or somebody would come over and tell you some shit, you know, oh, I heard this or heard that. I heard these guys really don't like each other. When you heard that shit, you were like, oh, shit. Because when the match went down, like, you know, when I watched Necro Joe and you knew, oh, no, like, Joe's pissed off that Necro treated his students that way at Chikara. It's on now. I was fucking amped before that shit even rang, and, and it lived up to hype. But I would rather paint a picture that these two guys don't like each other more so than just trying to cram as many moves in as possible. And I'm I, I'm not, like, anti-move either. Like, I'm not one of these guys that hates high-spot wrestling. I love action flick wrestling. You know, I love the excitement, the intensity, the athleticism. Um, the shit that I actually like now is, like, hard-hitting wrestling for sure, always, like, stiff wrestling. Um, but, like, precision, fucking uh, high-flying lucha kind of stuff with the stiff mixed in there. Love that shit. Um, so a lot of that high spot wrestling I actually do like, but it, it just, again, it's this match versus that match, and there's no story, there's no anything, and it, it's, it's hard, like, Eddie Kingston is a walking storyline, he's, he's the guy that just, you have him on your card, so now Eddie's gonna work some kind of angle into the shit that, that you're doing. He's gonna talk to this fucking guy in the promo, and now you're gonna feel like, fuck, boo. What's my story for the rest of this shit? So, I don't know. I, I'm just always happy to see good shit happen to that dude. So, that was great. Um, Chris Hamrick called somebody a fag on a, a GCW show and had his pay revoked and donated to charity by GCW. Huh. I don't know if this shit makes you, like, cotton mouth or if it's a weed, but I'm thirsty as shit out this bitch. Um, you booked Confederate Chris Hamrick, and you're outraged that he said that on the mic. Now, look, I know we're in this cancel culture, this this PC shit. Uh, like, it's professional wrestling. When it comes to the point where a performer can't be a performer. A comedian can't say a joke because a word in that joke is so offensive that I can't even find out if it's funny at the end of the joke. And a bad guy wrestler can't be a real bad guy. He can't say bad things. He's a bad guy, but he can't say bad things. Like, I, I just, I'm not with it, man. Like, I don't want fucking gay people to be, uh, bashed. I don't want, you know, people to be, um discriminated against. I don't want, um, you know, people to lose opportunities or, or be assaulted or anything like that for who they are. I, you know what I mean? Like, the, I think there's a big difference between that and then just saying a word. 
it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense and I don't think it's progress. I really don't think it's progress to try to eliminate words and people who say those words need to just go away, lose their fucking career and, and they should just never be seen again because they said a word that may have zero fucking intent zero bad intent behind it. Behind their intentions. You could do the fucking Kevin Bacon shit and go, yeah, but someone else who really does mean it heard him say it and that got him riled up so then he did the thing that the other one said but he really meant it and then when he did it he shouldn't have said it because he would have come on guys let's fucking go right down to the actual problem people who say it and fucking mean it go at them go with them however you want to go with them you know what i mean i'm not trying to do some trump shit here and ignite any group but i don't think i have a group so I'm just saying those are the ones you should focus all of your fucking energy on. All of your energy. It's just, I don't think it's progress to fucking eliminate comedians and professional wrestlers and all of this. And and then the other rest fucking F.E. gets up on it. Oh, I'm fucking handling it right now. So they don't have a fucking choice. Because the fucking guys back there are too big of fucking babies to fucking own up to what their profession is. They're protecting fucking child molesters like RF. They're they're protecting fucking woman beaters. They're perfect, protecting all these motherfuckers. They're all allowed in the building. But don't say that word. I'll be damned if I fucking work in the same building as that type of lowness. Get the fuck out. Drug addicts, woman abusers, animal abusers, fucking, you know, it, it's all there. It's all right fucking next to you, and you're good with it. You're 100% fucking good with it. You know what I mean? But, you know, God forbid this guy says a word, don't worry, we'll handle this shit. Get the fuck out of here. You know, that that's that's the thing to me, you know? I, I just, I, you can't have it both fucking ways, where you're super uh, progressive and, and you're really not standing for things that are wrong. And What the fuck are you talking about? As Gage fucking drifts in and out of fucking dope addiction. The fuck are you talking about? You know, it's just, it's just bizarre the way that whole fucking culture, the whole circle goes. You know, I don't, I don't, I can't co-sign it. Um, Speaking of drug addiction, um, Tremont's apartment has more banners in it than Yankee Stadium at this point. Um, Low Life Louie got a, a, po- a poster at Tremont's place, and, um, you know, while that may be an honor to him, and, and that that's great, because, you know, Louie's a really nice guy, that's about all I could really say as far as Louie goes, um, as far as my value for Louie is, I think he's a really nice guy, I think he's a really great guy. I don't think he's a good wrestler. I don't never I never thought he was a good wrestler. He's a he's a brawler, you know, he does that kind of stabby. I I, I never liked Ab, Abdullah the Butcher either though. So like you know, he idolizes Abdullah the Butcher. So clearly like the, what he does isn't going to be for me. So and you know, if other people love him and he's you know, he's super over in this crowd or that crowd, well then he's doing a great job. But for me, I don't I don't see any value in it. You know, and especially when years ago they told the dude that 
if he took any more head trauma, he risked dying. And he was like, all right, brother, and took six months off and then came back. And he was, <laughs> I don't know if it was six months, but he came back and uh, he had fucking <laughs> Nate Hatred hit him, like, in the fucking face and head with a fucking guitar at uh, the first NGI. <laughs> I was just like, fuck, like, he just fucking... I mean, domed him with shit. He was beating the shit out of him. And I don't know. I, I wasn't able to, like, sit there and be like, yeah. I was like, like, I hope this guy doesn't die. And every time you talk to him, he's the sweetest guy ever. This guy will fucking wish you happy birthday, Merry Christmas. He'll check on you. He'll fucking comment on your posts. Like, he's one of my favorite people on Facebook. So I, I it sucks because it's going to come off as disrespect, but I don't mean it that way. As as a disrespect to his person, just what he does as far as his uh, hobby, I'd like to call it, because there's no way it can be called anything other than a hobby. Um, and and you know his lifestyle is garbage with the fucking drinking rock gut vodka and or um not vodka uh, the rock gut fucking four locos and I don't know man I I just I wish better for that dude but you know he's gonna do what he wanna do. Um, anyway, they gave him a poster in Tremont's house, and, and I had, uh, caught some shit from the, the Tremont show, um, the other night, because, um, Abdullah Kobayashi was on it, and it was, uh, I don't think it was at the Tremont show, but it was at his house, and, um, I turned on just to see, you know, who, who he was gonna wrestle or whatever, and, um, and I started looking at the banners, and I'm like, God damn, there's a lot of fucking banners in there. And I see Dan O'Hare, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, yo, Dan's, again, Dan's a nice guy, but, like, Dan O'Hare, bro? Like, that's a legend? Like, on your, okay. So, so you got, I, I, I had to write them all down, because I'm like, all right, this is, this is out of control now. Um, you got Danny Havoc. All right, man. When Danny, Danny got behind Matt and really helped him out. They got really, really close, and um, I completely understand that one. Completely understand that one. Marcus Crane, he's dead. So, I mean, he was a friend. He was supposed to move into Matt's apartment, and then he didn't, and then he died. Um, but they may have gotten really close, and he's gone. So I, I can't say he's wrong for, for hanging that. Louis Ramos, again, you know, most of his career was Jersey All-Pro. You can consider him a legend for that. If, you know, that's that's what you want to do, then I guess I guess that's something, too. Dan O'Hare, I don't understand. Uh, maybe he did some training for him. Uh, maybe, but again, I don't understand. Um, Dan O'Hare was barely over at any given point. The cop gimmick was probably the most over he ever was. He was um, very disliked in the tag team with Schlack, um, Storm of Entrails. Like he, people were mad that Schlack didn't have singles matches, and I was one of them. Um, Dan O'Hare was average. He wasn't any kind of standout, and Schlack was this larger-than-life character that was tied to Dan O'Hare. Um, so it just wasn't going to be, you know, because like, how they lined up with other tag teams wasn't like a legit tag team. It, it just it wasn't going to work. 
So I don't know. I don't know what the fuck Dan O'Hare is doing up there. Amy Lee, uh, you know, never really understood her. And, you know, she's kind of like a low-life Louis Ramos, but a chick with less bleeding. I don't know. It's just never been for me. Uh, talk shit on the mic, but, I mean, I I don't know. Like, so did Rock and Rebel. What are we doing? Um, Mickey Knuckles, absolute legend in deathmatch wrestling, period. And and when it comes to the female deathmatch wrestler, I think she's, I'd have to say she's the greatest female deathmatch wrestler in the United States of all time, right? Unless I'm missing somebody, but I'm pretty sure. You know, um, but uh, Two Cold Scorpio and Shane Douglas both have banners. I think this is Mark shit. This, this to me is complete Mark shit because uh, Shane Douglas was their first champion. Also Mark shit. You know, these these are ECW guys. You know, you, you booked them on some shows and shit, and you were such a huge fan. But making them like these are my guys. Here's here's your banner. Like, stop it. You know he. Got on some promo and fucking said some sh- nice shit about your company while he was in the ring playing a baby face and, and, and you hung a banner of him, bro. Like, I, I don't know. But both of those things, as far as I'm concerned, is Mark shit. And, and um, Scorpio, like, he's a legend too, but Scorpio's known to just work his ass off everywhere he goes. So it's not like, he came in and worked extra hard for me, brother. I'll never forget that. He does that everywhere. You're not special. You know what I mean? Um, uh, the Smart Mark video girl that died and Gary, I don't think Gary died, but Gary's wit was with her or, or close friends. I don't even know the whole thing. But, um, so they have a banner and then there's another banner that has, uh, Scrawny Shawnee, Tommy, and Eugene on one banner, like, just listed. But one banner that no longer exists in that building, unless it's in his bedroom, is the, um... Whack Packer, Kevin Hogan, banner. Hold on. I had to let my cat back in the room, because if he's out in the living room when he doesn't want to be, he's going to cry at the door, and then that's going to be like I have a co-host on the whole thing. Um so, yeah, and, and, like, those guys, you know, worked hard, but they're definitely more well-known for fucking CZW, and, like, they've now gotten Hall of Fame things and any, anywhere they stop by, and probably rightfully so, for the amount of shit they do as far as building this and building that, but, like, it, it's such, like, third-hand Hall of Fame inductions, and, I mean, I guess, you know, when GCW does it, it has a little bit of uh, validity because, like, they're still doing big deathmatch shows and they're still bringing in some of this talent that, you know, from, from the past that not many people are even dealing with or are talking about. And it's a big thing when they bring them back up. But no one's clamoring for a fucking thing that H2O's doing. So, like, H2O's fucking Monday night bloodbaths where it's just, like, fucking fetish night at Tremont's and they just fucking come by and bleed a bunch and everyone's, not, you know... The fucking hundred people there, including that little fat AJ kid that lives near me, um, he, he fucking, they go out there and they clap like seals. There's no meaning, there's no rhyme or reason for any of this shit. Violence for the sake of violence, brother. Fuck out of here. And it's just the same hundred fucking losers 
and that's it. Like, I'm not going to call that, like, a, a a credible wrestling company or somewhere that, that, like, we should be hanging banners to to fucking commemorate all the historic things that have happened. There has not been a historic thing in fucking H2O history. The, the, the most historic thing that will happen for H2O is when the police raid the fucking building eventually for it being uh, lived in. And there's drugs and fucking all of that shit. That, that'll be the most historic thing that happens for the H2O company. You know what I mean? Because it's only a matter of time. Like, how much, how much shit can go on? Yeah, G-Raver was in there. All in there. Until, like, he got into, you know, some kind of meth fight with fucking Tremont. Where they're fucking, you know. And, and it's like, those, those cop shows and shit. Like, you see on cops... And the, the two junkies are fighting because the one went too far and did some old super shit, so now they're kicked out of the compound. And that, that's the vibe I get off of it. And then within a year, this motherfucker's locked up with like 10 drugs in his fucking car. Bullshit. Wasn't that your guy? Like, that was your guy. That, like, you, you can't pretend like he stopped by and I didn't know what he was up to. Nah, man. That was your fucking guy. He didn't just start doing this shit. You were down with it. And, and the same thing with Marcus. And the same thing with all these other motherfuckers that are in there. You know? It's just... And, and, you know, you see some pictures of some people involved in that that circle, heavily involved in that circle, and they're not looking good. They're not looking good. So, you know... I'll keep that vague, but, I mean, let's let's be fucking real about the situation. So... To me, that, that whole thing is a fucking clown show. It's it's Ian Rotten, the East Coast Ian Rotten, as far as I'm concerned. Only, I don't hear shit about him not paying people other than the Onita thing. So, I don't know. I, I had heard that, like, people actually owe him money. So, I don't know. But, but to me, that shit is, is, is fucking ridiculous. And the, the Kevin Hogan thing is always going to be um, a slap in the face to Kevin... Uh, to any of his friends, to me, because, and I don't mean to me personally, like, you know, I meant so much to Kevin or anything like that, I, you know, hung out with Kevin, went to a King of the Death match 2015, 16, one of those fucking years, Uh, you know, and we would go sit by him and shit by the shows, and we would talk all the time, and I just thought, you know, he was, he was such a sweet dude, and, um, you know, I, I really thought he was a staple of, professional uh indie wrestling indie wrestling as a whole when he walked into the building and hogan was there he was just fucking happy to be he didn't give a fuck was on the card he didn't give a fuck but he he was just fucking happy to be there you know and that was like a good energy to have in the building he was just down for the fucking cause so um nobody really owed him anything for that and you could say Someone owes him something for all that dedication. And I'm not going to argue with you because I think that's a nice gesture to do. But, you know, there's a lot of fans and there's a lot of loyal fans and stuff like that. And and you don't necessarily have to do. The reason I'm saying that is because I'm not saying Matt Tremont not doing anything for Hogan is disrespectful. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is when he fucking went out of his way to say, I'm naming this building Kevin Hogan Memorial Hall, and that's what it'll be forever, and blah, 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 blah. 
and oh, the fucking, he's, he's a part of me, brother, and, uh, you know, all of that, the fucking, he got his big pop, and he got his big fucking H2O, H2O, and, um, but that shit went away, and then this motherfucker got banner happy, and that's not even one of them anymore, so that's crazy to me, you know what I mean, like, to me, that's crazy, because you're the one that went to that length to begin with, and then fucking pulled back out, it's like offering, like, uh, you don't have to, you know, offer a charity money, but if you go offer a charity money, and then, like, last minute, you're like, psych, I ain't, I ain't giving you shit, they're just like, you motherfucker, they were on that shit with you beforehand for not giving them money, but the fact that you waved it in front of them, and then it's like, actually, I don't like the look of that, let's go with just H2O, because that shit is genius, get the fuck out of here, a hardcore hustle, and uh, H, that's two H's, and then we'll go with it, man, so I don't know, I just, I think it's clown shit, and it, that's why I just got that, that carny vibe, with the drugs, with the fucking living in the building, it, it just, to me, it's, it's all just so gross, and, um, you know, so that, that was that, I just had to fucking speak on that shit, because I saw that, and, uh, and, not only that, like, H, man, I thought I was done with them, and I looked down, and one of my notes was more of this shit, <laughs> I didn't. I totally didn't say, yo, I gotta get on this show and bury your fucking Tremont's company and shit, but here we are, I don't, I don't know, it's just how it goes with me sometimes, um, so, <laughs> H2O, uh, Subterranean is pretty much, it's, ter- it's like an OnlyFans for filthy, scumbag, um, deathmatch wrestling fans. And I think it's just because, like, the wording is just too much, you know. Like, OnlyFans is pretty simple and straightforward, where scumbag, filthy, deathmatch wrestling fans is just a lot. It's wordy. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, started seeing, I didn't even know this was a thing, but I started seeing these fucking silly-ass posts. And it was, like, Jimmy Lyon put one out, and then uh, Louie, I think, put one out. And it was like, I was going to go for a run, but I can't, because of my feet, find out why my feet hurt this Saturday on subterranean violence. So it's like, they recorded these death matches in front of nobody, and then they're going to like debut them and shit. So it's like, we recorded some filthy foot content with the fucking find out why my pussy hurts on Sunday. Like, that's the vibe I get. It's fucking disgusting. Guys, you're taking this deathmatch shit so hard in the fetish direction that this shit is gross. It's been gross. Nobody wants to see, well, and if they do, that's what they are. They have a fetish. If you're dying to see something stuck in Jimmy Lyon's foot, you got a fucking problem. You don't have entertainment. You don't have plans. You have a fucking problem. You don't. You don't. You know what I mean? Instead of carpooling to a fucking Tremont's apartment, you should carpool to the fucking therapist and and get something done about that before it turns into some something that get, you know gets you put away. Because this shit develops, and by the time you know ten years pass, you're gonna be way more into this shit than you are now, and it's already a little too far as far as I'm concerned. You motherfuckers are. Um, 
yeah, it, it's fucking real weird. It, it's real fucking weird. And uh, Louis had posted some shit like some shit about being real banged the fuck up and like his, his job being hard all week and find out on Saturday why. And I'm just like, yo, I don't want your fucking regular life to be hard for the sake of this dumb shit. Like, this is what I'm. This is what I'm. I'm. I'm torn with shit like this because I think Louis's a nice guy and I want to be a nice guy back. But part of that is I. I go like, I don't want you to hurt yourself for a bunch of fucking losers on a Monday. So your whole fucking week is hard to feed your family. What the fuck? Why? Do, why would you want that for somebody that you thought was a good dude? So I, I don't know. The whole shit is weird to me, and I just get such a creepy fucking vibe from that whole fucking federation. But, um, yeah, uh, Kenta's booked in CZW, which I guess was some kind of, like, had to be some cooperation with, uh, a, uh, House of Glory, I would think, because they had Kenta coming in to wrestle Loki, and then the next day they had, um, Kenta going to wrestle in Blackwood, New Jersey and shit at, uh, I don't even remember who the fuck is he was he wrestling. I think that was like this past Saturday. I heard nothing about it. So, congrats guys on a really popular, well received show. Um, the internet is on fire. I I um. I assure you, your investment has been fulfilled because um. I haven't heard a fucking word about anything. Uh, I think I saw. A little bit of, like, the pictures and shit of the entrances from um, House of Glory. I saw Kenta walking out into the ring and all this. Um, To that side of things, I'll say that House of Glory, from the fucking inception of House of Glory, they've had the worst fucking distribution in the history of all wrestling companies. Because these motherfuckers have put on, like, fucking AJ Styles, low-key, fucking... uh, Low-key fucking Kenta. I mean, like, the type of dream match shit that they put on on the top of their fucking card, as well as having very well uh, put-together cards, I think. I think they have a lot of talent there. They have for a while. Um, But something about it, like, it's like this, if you know about it, you know about it, and, like, the people there have seen it, but, like, you don't see, like, streaming out there. You don't really see a whole lot of any fucking thing. And maybe they have it now, but, again... I have historically never heard a fucking thing about H2O, or not H2O, um, House of Glory shows that, um, that's the right, right? That's the right one, House of Glory? Yeah, that's the New York one. I think Tommy Dreamer shit is, like, something like that, too, right? That's, like, House of Hardcore, though, I think. I don't know. Um, the, the fucking amazing red one over there. Um... But, uh, House of Glory, um, but yeah, they've had, like, crazy fucking matches that I'm sure were fucking awesome, and you just don't hear about it, you don't see much of it, for some reason it sits in a bubble, and it's a shame, because I think they do a pretty good thing over there, and, you know, I may seek out that, uh, that low-key Kenta match, because I remember the one in Ring of Honor being fucking crazy, you know, but, um, yeah. Um, so I don't know, I, I just, CZW is, they do weird shit, you know, so I'm like, alright, fuck the past, 
we're going to rein, reinvigorate the uh, tradition of the future's past and uh, revitalize what we had thought about what created CZW to begin with. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but here we go. And then you're like, okay, so our roster is 75% black. And it was like, okay, all right, well then, that's, that's, all right, that's what you're doing then. And we don't really have any of our past fucking members on this roster at all. A little strange. I don't know why no one wants to be any involved with you and shit, but all right, there you go. Um, and then another thing, we're going to do Tournament of Death. And it's like, wait a minute. I thought you weren't doing anything with the past, with the future, currently. And then uh, you, well, well, how are those guys that you're using now, these young guys that, that are trying to make an impact, how are they just going to dive into, oh, no, we're not using those guys at all. We're going to use guys that we don't use. Oh, okay, that sounds, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it'll be just like any other show. Well, I mean, we're not going to bring, like, a ring entrance at all. Like, we're not going to bring curtains and shit. You know how you, like, you used to walk through the curtains? and we're, we're doing away with that. It's not really, like, a deathmatch thing. We're thinking, like, a dumpster. Like, if we could just come out from, like, a dumpster, I feel like that's about what they deserve. We don't even use these guys on a monthly basis. But you know what else? We have plans for these motherfuckers, so check it out. Um, we're going to do that. Uh, Shannon's going to go on the Internet. She's going to just, like, way exaggerate, way exaggerate these guys being, like, fucking amazing. Like, she's going to talk to these motherfuckers like she just had Ric Flair in his fucking prime on the fucking main event. Like, they, she's, she's going to talk these motherfuckers up like the world isn't ready for what Otis Kogar can bring to the table. I am so excited for the next year of talented bookings and, and just looking like, what the fuck? So, you know, you got to be in, in tremendous suspense knowing that the future is bright for one Otis Kogar. And you think, well, why is anybody... Oh, no, they have big plans. The ultra-violent underground. Okay, explain to me something. Why the fuck would anyone want this? Now, I, I need some answers because I don't really know the full scope of it. If the ultraviolet underground in the, the uh, old sense of it is the same way, and you'll be, you'll be recording death matches with no fans in attendance, um, if that's, that's what we're going with, let me just speak on that. Um, how the fuck are you paying these guys at all? Because I would assume you're doing one of two things. You're either putting it up on CZW Studios, which, as far as I'm concerned, at $9.99 a month, um, which is already robbery, because you have GCW on Fight TV for, I believe, $5 a month, and you have most of your content on other streaming services that also charge $10 a month, plus have a lot of other companies that you don't have on your service because you didn't handle your fucking library correctly. So High Spots and fucking um, IWTV both have a lot of CCW stuff because when you have a streaming service, I mean, if you have any exclusive content, I think the most important thing would be to hold on to it. Um, otherwise, just fucking bail on your scream streaming service because you already lost your biggest fucking thing. So anyway, um, if 
you are to be just including this on your streaming service as one of the things, which would make sense because for $5, you do get a whole GCW show, any GCW show you want to watch. Plus, you can, and I don't even mean to promote them or anything. I'm just saying um, you can watch a live GCW show that used to cost you $15. You can watch all that shit for your $5, right? Well, if CZW is saying for $10, we'll give you the shit you can find other places and this fucking thing. But that's twice the amount that you're charging for the other thing. Or for, you know, the other company's charging. So it's like, that doesn't make sense at all. Now, if the other thing is, oh, well, and, and, and the only way that you'd be able to pay guys on that, that type of operation is for you to get so many new subscribers specifically for ultraviolet underground that it'd be enough to pay the fucking guys. And even at that, I mean, how would it be enough to pay the guys every fucking month? I mean, you'd have to get hundreds of thousands of subscribers on a, on a regular basis buzzing about this B-level fucking deathmatch talent that you're using. Because no one's fucking pushing Otis Kogar for a fucking reason. Not because he's awesome and undiscovered, because fucking Atticus is booked everywhere, and Otis is booked a few of those places on the low card at best. But you guys are going to take him an insane lane and or invert and fucking push these motherfuckers to the fucking ceiling and be like, you got to come see what they're doing. Everybody saw what they're doing already. And everybody decided those aren't the stars out of the group. CCW just keeps doing this delusional shit. They can't break out of this pattern of telling you what's good, despite you going, I don't like it. And you're like, you don't understand it. That's why. Like, okay, asshole, fuck you. You're not getting my money. I'm not talking to me like that. You know, like, that's that's the vibe. And that's why CCW is a failure. And, I mean, shit, like, this is, I guess, the, the game plan. Because that's all they could do. And the other thing they could do is they could be charging an actual pay-per-view cost for each ultraviolet underground. And, oh, my God, I wish I could see the fucking numbers for that. Because, again, $5, these motherfuckers run, like, three show weekends where you you get all three fucking shows for that same $5 in that monthly period. And then you get one fucking show that DJ will charge you $15 for with B-level fucking deathmatch talent. It's going to be the same fucking 100 losers from Tremont's house at fucking best. And you'll get those motherfuckers for like two months, and then they'll forget about you. Just, It's such a ridiculously bad idea in 2022. Like, they're so far behind. It's... I really wish he would have bailed on this whole fucking thing, renamed the company, and then just, like, stayed in the back with that. The fact that it's still labeled that, and then they shitted up the logo, and they just, they, they made, like, a shitty song out of it. Like, oh, my God. The whole fucking thing is ridiculous. And like I said, a lot of the talent there could be tremendous. They're in a fucking bad fucking place. You know? It's like, I want a spotlight, but you're using, like, a fucking one of those little tea lights that that are battery operated and just flicker a little bit and that's your whole spotlight you know uh, it just 
this ain't it. You know, you want to use it as a starting ground. Use it like every other motherfucker you've heard of used it in the later years of CZW and just use it as a fucking stepping stone. Get your feet wet, do what you got to do, and get the fuck out. Never stop shopping for better opportunities because that ain't it. And uh, don't don't listen to a fucking thing Shannon says because she's fucking stupid. She doesn't know a goddamn thing about wrestling other than how to hook up with wrestlers and overrate talent. Or overrate, quote-unquote, talent. So, that's that. Um, ICW and XPW. Uh, I watched, like, the initial... Um, Versus thing, you know, it was like uh, I had on my computer, I had the um, XPW, and then on the TV, I had the ICW, because I was just like, oh, that shit tonight, I was like, oh, I could do this and shit, and I, you know, like I said, I've been kind of fucking home for things, and it was one of those nights where I was like, this will just work, I was like, all right, let's just fucking do this, and um, I was casually kind of like paying attention and not paying attention to different parts of it, and um I can't remember a ton of it because, like I said, I, I waited so long to do this that I only have so much to say. Um, but I will say, uh, as far as the main events go, um, Schlack and Drake was fucking phenomenal. Um, Drake is still the same incredible fucking deathmatch wrestler that he was. Um, he may be batshit crazy now, um, but... You know, I mean, as far as the um, the work that he puts out there, top notch. Um, it's fucked up, man. When you see a guy go like, I'm a deathmatch wrestler, man, and then like, I'm fucking my life up, man. I got to get sober. I'm sober. Now I'm getting shredded, man. I think it will stop doing deathmatch wrestling now, man. Fucking, and, and really getting into like, the the um, I think he's in Ted Petty. I keep thinking Ted Petty. I might as well say Ted Petty because I think he was in that too. Uh, he was in Best of the Best. Well, I think he won Best of the Best. He um, was in the um, the fuck the Gorilla one. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know why I keep thinking Ted Petty, and then I'm like TPI. I'm like the same fucking thing. Jesus Christ. Memory's going on shit that I don't care about. Um, Battle of Los Angeles. Um, he uh, he was booked in that. He was booked heavily in PWG where he was working, you know, Young Bucks and all these other ones. And, you know, he, he really carved out a non-deathmatch straight wrestling career for himself. Like, this dude was really working his ass off. And then he's like, man, I, I, I'm going to get a job in the WWE being a ref, man. Now he doesn't even need to take bumps. And he's rubbing elbows with all the fucking guys that everyone, you know, sees and knows on TV. And he, he's like the fucking guy. Like, this, this guy didn't need to take bumps anymore. He, he was fucking clean. He was, I mean, up there with everybody. But he was also getting heavier and heavier into the fucking religious Trump fucking cult drama bullshit where he just like, that cult just had a fucking hold on him and it still does. 
and he's just like fucking brainwashed. He's like, the only thing that matters is that my agenda's catered to is fucking human trafficking, and they're like, we're just booking wrestling shows, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and they're like, well, we're gonna, you know, support Black Lives Matter because that's what all the big companies are doing. Oh, fucking Marxist, fucking, you know, like he just loses his fucking mind every time something that doesn't go with his his cult's agenda, you know, and anything that arises, he's got to stand against it because that's his his purpose. And it's like, you're fucking deranged. So you take a guy that went from deathmatch wrestler to regular wrestler to uh, WWE ref all the way back to deathmatch wrestler. What the fuck? That is is a wild ride, man. Um, And I don't think it's like the way you're supposed to do things. But, I mean... Each their own. He's uh, wacky, but like I said, he could work. The him, the him and Schlack match was the best Schlack match I've ever seen. Um, Drake really, really, you know, made him look great. And, um, you know, Schlack does some things good. And I think if you have a, you know, a partner in there that could make this shit look good and spotlight what looks good and fucking guard the shit that doesn't, you know, it works out well. So that was that was really good rivaling that and I I don't know I haven't rewatched them and I probably never will but um you guys can watch them for yourself and see what you think um I think that it's possible that Casey Kirk versus Mickey Knuckles was better as good as if not better um I was watching them and I, these girls fucking tore it up and I've said a lot about Casey Kirk in the past about her, you know, being a star in this deathmatch thing. And like, if, if this was mid two thousands, they, they would have her on a fucking pedestal. Like they would really, she would be booked differently. Um, there's not full deathmatch shows every fucking month. So her star would be so much bigger because it, it would be spotlighted so much higher in, in, the avenue she would fit into. Now it's just everything's the fucking same, so it's like, oh, 34 death matches this year, great. And it's just like, that's fucking... They're, half of them are completely wasted. More than half of them are completely wasted. But um, Mickey Knuckles is just on another level right now. She is, she is really fucking busting her ass. And um, he's showing a lot, way too much of it, but teach their own again, and uh, she's busting her fucking ass. She's she's putting in some of the best deathmatch work there is out there because her intensity is higher than most motherfuckers. So many of these guys are casual. They're not even fucking trying to hit people hard. They're just trying to do the blood stuff and fall through this and that and then hug after the match and half cry and tell each other how much they love them and all that bullshit, but like it, the, the actual part where you want this to look like you're trying to kill the other fucking person. Like, that's that's been lost. You know? And I, I think that's fucking ridiculous, but, you know, I, it's just not for me. It's, it's, it's another crowd. I see who they are. That's, that's clearly not me. But, you know. Um, I think that's all I got for now. I know I'm missing a ton of shit, and I'll think about it, but at least I, I knocked this shit off. You know what I mean? I, I took this off the top. And uh, then, you know, from there I'll uh, get together with some more shit. But, um, yeah, just 
just wanted to log one of these so at least I could say I did it and then, uh, you know, get back to procrastinating for the next one. <laughs> but, yeah, um, hit me with any topics, you know, you got uh, – you want me to talk some shit about this or that or hear more about any kind of different shit I'm up to, let me know. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I know I'm missing all sorts of shit, but no big deal. What are you going to do? Uh, Christmas right around the motherfucking corner. Um, excited for that. It's going to be a great one with the family. And uh, I'll talk to you motherfuckers sometime after that. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. I'm tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. So what I make you good? Like Jesus tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people and I'm like, well I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.